0: everyone master grogan here ready to rock your world with another exciting kicking life podcast hey as you know we talk about it a lot not if but when the world kicks your butt i'm here to motivate inspire and kick your butt back up and that's the whole essence of the kicking life podcast to help you live your best kicking life so buckle up here we go Kicking Lifers, how are we doing today? Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. Today, we're going to talk about uh, Zig Ziegler. Now, you hear me talk about Zig a lot. Well, this episode's kind of going to uh, I don't, commemorate his memory. He passed away just a well, 6 years ago, but a few days ago, 6 years ago. What? Yeah. Anyway, he passed away on no, November 28th, 2012 in that is kind of where, and they've heard me talk before on previous episodes. That's where kind of my life transformation started happening. I was wa- listening to a watching and listening, I guess, to a webinar, and this lady and those in the martial arts industry, you know, Miss Melody Schumann, she's a rock star. She kept referencing this Zig Ziglar guy, and she'd said how you know, uh, you know <laughs> the nation's in mourning because Zig passed away, and then she'd mentioned some of his quotes and you know the impact he had on her, and she just kept going on and on during this webinar. So I wrote notes, so i got to check this guy out. Well, that was six years ago. In the past six years, I think I've listened to and bought every possible audio book, uh, CD, audio CD, and book from Zig Ziglar that's out there. And I've jumped through it, read through it, and listened constantly to that, and it has profound impact on everything I've done. The way I think, thinking differently, building the healthy self-image, just being a better person, most importantly, planting the right seeds, and then that confidence to Bring out what's already there, and that's going to. I'm going to go into a couple of little stories, and then I'm going to share at the end here 25 top Zig Ziglar quotes, and we'll see what time is. I don't know if I will get through all 25 or not, but we'll we'll knock out some of them. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of your favorite quote, and maybe go on our Facebook or Instagram page, and then write down your favorite Zig Ziglar quote, or if we covered your favorite one, you know, say, hey, that's my favorite too. Before we go any further, though, I've got a special guest in studio with me. It's my brother-in-law, Mark Bastin. And he wanted to come in. Now, we got to talking about this on Thanksgiving. I was fortunate enough that he and his wife got to come over on Thanksgiving and spend the day with us. Got to watch the Cowboys beat the Redskins, which was fantastic. And he asked about the podcast. And he asked, well, how does, how does it work? How does all these behind-the-scenes things go? And what I told him was, I don't know, all I do is go in there and talk. <laughs> so Mark came in, and he had a good conversation with producer Brian, kind of looking at some of the things that are going behind the scenes. And now he's sitting here in studio. And he's chomping at the bit, ready to go, so we'll turn him loose. Mark, how we doing, buddy?
1: Great. Thank you for, thank you for having me. I
0: appreciate it. Uh, you're very welcome, buddy. Good stuff. So, um, Mark, uh, before, I know you've heard me talk uh, in the amount of time we've known each other now, I guess about six or seven years, right?
1: That sounds correct.
0: And, um, and you've heard me talk about the Zig Ziglar guy and this and that. And, uh, you know, when I first meet people, they're like, who is this hyperactive guy? He's bouncing all over the place. But that's just kind of who I am. And listen to the zig and everything with uh, uh, what that's led to has helped bring out that inner confidence with myself and build that uh, healthy self-image and that's something we're going to talk about a little bit today so mark before we go any further i know that uh, um something i say at the end of every podcast or every video blog is you get out there and do your best and i promise you'll be your very best because that's well it's in my heart that's what i truly believe regardless what it is you put forth your very best effort you're going to get better at it and uh, Everybody's got their own gift, their own talent, their own meaning and purpose for being on the planet, and that's not easy to find. I mean, it's tough. You know, we're constantly searching: Is this what I need to do? 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 And uh, uh, we all go through that self-doubt. I mean, even though I, I know this is my purpose in life, I still question myself from time to time. And Mark, uh, w- would you agree with that? Uh, that you have your own like it's demons you're fighting. What am I meant to do? What am I going to do? Where's my place in this world?
1: Yes, I I think like everyone, you know, it depending on where you are um, currently, you you always have some kind of doubt, and um, you know you 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 hear people who are like, when I was five, I, I wanted to be a fireman or a police officer, and and that's what they did, um, and I've always been curious about that because it's like, how in the world could you possibly know at such a young age what you want to do with the next eighty or ninety years? Um, and I guess uh, uh, it's really it's really challenging, and I think sometimes you feel better than others. It seems like if things are going well uh, at work or at home, uh, you know, you're like, well, I'm on the right path. But I think it's, it's usually those jarring things that come along that, that, that make you question, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right things? Am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? You know, where am I and, and what? and what needs to change
0: sure no I, I couldn't have said it any better summed it up that's perfect and, and, and of course that's what unfortunately majority of the people are searching searching and something And once again like I mentioned six years ago the first book I ever listened to well as an audio book from Zig Ziglar was better than good now it was his last book that he narrated before he passed away and prior to that I would pick up the kids from school and we'd be rocking out on you know ac and Kiss and Motley Crue and Bon Jovi and Poison and just rocking it all out there. Well, they get in the car, and I've got this seven-disc <laughs> Zig Ziglar tape or a CD. I wasn't the tape, but anyway, I, I they get in the car, and here's Zig Ziglar. Like I mentioned, it was late in his life, and he's talking about better than good for nearly a half an hour. He gave all kinds of different examples of what it is to be better than good, and essentially, it all boils down to just doing. A little bit more. Just doing a little bit more. Just doing a little bit more. And he kind of kept going on and on and on. I remember picking the kids up, and they go, Dad, what the heck is this? (laughs) They were shocked. What happened to our rock and roll? What happened to our music? And this and that. And then me, I'm like, this is good stuff for you. You need to listen to it because it's going to help you. And trying to listen to something positive, but yet I'm being negative and chastising my own kids in the back. So uh, it was definitely a a, a weird experience. But nowadays, uh, after all these years, they've heard it, they get it. Uh, but we still rock out to the music from time to time. But in that time, that was the very first audio book I'd, uh, I think, ever bought in my life. Uh, but that introduced me to people like John Maxwell, uh, Brian Tracy, Jeffrey Gittemore, uh Jack Canfield, you know, and, and Jim Rohn. And all these things started because one thing leads to another. And that's that first step. Now, for the longest time, I still didn't realize what the heck. I knew I was good at talking. Uh, well, I don't know about good or not, but I was, I was good at doing it a lot. And according to my second grade teacher, Richie talks too much. I was <laughs> on uh, my report card all the time. Mark, you don't have that problem, do you?
1: No,
0: no. <laughs> Mark's over here laughing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Richie talks too much. Richie talks too much. Quick little story on Richie talks too much. I, uh, I, I gave a speech to uh, this lady's senior citizen group. Well, it was a couple years ago now. And uh, it was a Sunday morning. And to be honest, I didn't want to do it. I, I just had, I'd given, I don't know how many speeches that, that, last two or three weeks, it was Sunday morning. I was going to miss church, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. But we were doing a fundraiser, so I said, you know what? You donate uh, my speaking fee to the fundraiser. It was for one of our students uh, who was was dying of cancer, unfortunately, and I'll do it. So that was the motivation I needed because it wasn't for me anymore. And, of course, the whole speech, obviously, it was been for them, but it was something bigger. So I went in, gave my little speech, and it was all uh, the senior citizen group, ladies in their late 60s, 70s, 80s, and so forth. And it was about uh, self-defense, self-awareness, and just believing in themselves and, and enjoying the, what they can with, with their life, but connecting with their grandkids, things of that nature. So I started it off by saying, and, and usually with an older crowd, I'll say that. I'll say, uh, well, ladies, according to my second-grade teacher, Richie talks too much, and I'm about to prove her right. <laughs> So I get my little speech and this and that and uh, afterwards I go around and I shake hands with all the ladies there's 50 60 ladies there and I say "Hey, thank you for coming thank you for being here did you have any questions I could answer and one lady goes um what was your name again and I said Rich Grogan she goes Richie Grogan I'm Mrs. Dittman your second grade teacher <laughs> and I'm like whoa <laughs> and uh I looked at her I got all goosebumps and uh I, I started crying she started crying the ladies with her starting crying and uh she goes, did I really say that to you? I said, you didn't only say it. You wrote on my report card. <laughs> I said, so I remembered it. I said, but uh, uh, I said, you were by far the most, uh, my favorite and most instrumental teacher I've ever had. And her friends say, oh, yeah, I bet you say that to all the, <laughs> all, the, all the teachers. And I said, well, the truth be told, um, you came to one of my hockey games when I was seven years old, and you gave me a little card that said, Richie, you're a good hockey player. Richie, you're going to be great. And Richie, I'm proud of you. That was it. And, and, and I know at the time I was not a good hockey player, but those little things, it meant a lot to me, and I remembered uh, you, and that's what I told her, because of that. My point with the whole story is we never know the impact we're having on someone when we do something that little extra, doing your best, better than good. You know, it, uh, we have a sign, or we, we, we tell our kids at the studio, our instructors and our TNT, and our uh, um, TNT is teacher in training, and our front desk and everybody else, I want you to think about this. Everybody's wearing a sign, and that sign says, Make me feel special. Make me feel important. Make me feel like I am somebody, because everybody is somebody. But unfortunately, most people don't have a healthy self-image. They don't feel good about themselves. So by doing that little extra, well, Mrs. Dittman, she came to my hockey game, crying out loud. Did that little extra. Now, it's been a long time since I was 7 years old. It's been 41 years since I was 7 years old. But I still have that seed planted by doing the little extra. Better than good. So, Mark, uh, I want to tie in here. I'm going to jump to uh, the self image here, and I want to tell a little story that Zig Ziglar talks about, and it kind of brings all this together. And he talks about when you're building a self image, or you're uh, building a healthy self image, or changing your initial self image, it's it's the oil, if you will, or the energy, or the fire, the passion, the excitement, the gift is already inside you. Now, the story that Zig uh, talks about here, he talks about This farmer is late 70s, he's down on his luck, the crops aren't producing, he's starting to sell off bits and pieces of his uh, equipment, starts to sell off bits and pieces of his farm just to pay the bills just to get by. Well, this oil tycoon comes into town and says, hey, we've got good reason to believe that there's oil in your fields. He says, why don't we do this? We'll dig and whatever we get, we'll give you a percentage of it because it's it's your land, but I know you're selling it off. And uh, and if we don't get anything, you're not any worse than where it's. No big deal. So the guy says, okay, he goes along with it. Well, they dig and they dig and they dig and they dig. Well, finally, they hit a a, a geyser. Man, they hit a big one. It's blowing oil everywhere. And the guy went from being on the verge of bankruptcy, broke, sold nearly everything, all his land, to an instant millionaire overnight. Boom. The point of the story is that oil was always in the ground. It just took the right person to come along and tap into that to bring it out. We all have, <laughs> lack of a better analogy here, oil inside of us. We all have a special talent inside of us. We all have something special, a gift that God planted in us that's just waiting for the right person to come along and bring it out. Now, a lot of folks, and, and Mark, you might even be saying, well, yeah, but that's, that's not my gift. That's not my thing. I don't do, I don't do this. Or I don't do that. You don't have to. But the, the better than good philosophy is if you give somebody an extra smile. And on a, a, another podcast we talked about a challenge that I gave my other brother-in-law, Noah, in the airport is to try and get five smiles or five eye contacts with a stranger, <laughs> five different strangers. It's tougher than you think. And why don't we do it? Well, as, uh, as uh, Jim Rome says, it's easy to walk up to that exercise bike, get on that exercise bike and ride 10 minutes, but it's also easier to walk by and throw a shirt on it <laughs> than it is to get on it because things are easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. And unfortunately, that's how we have uh, that's. That's just the reality of life. So anyway, Mark, I wanted to share that story with you about, uh, uh, you know, the, the oil that's inside of us or that uh, gift that's inside of us. And sometimes, and you know, uh, with, with social media and the way the world is today, everybody's so quick to judge and everybody's so quick to want to get their point across. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about another point in a minute about being right and what's the value of being right. But uh, on this one, with that inside, that self-image, uh, maybe have you ever had anything similar to that or have I know that you've impacted people in many different ways, and you probably don't even realize it. Um, You know, I have fans that, you know, send me emails and this and that, thank you, I was having a bad day, this got me through, or, you know, your podcast, and I never, I always wanted to change lives, but uh, Desi's really good about telling me, I can't change anybody's lives or life, what I can do is give them the tools, give them the seeds, plant the right seeds, give them the motivation, and they will change their own lives, and I fought that for a while, yeah, but I want to change them, because you can't even change yourself. So <laughs> what I'm trying, but anyway, back to the question there, Mark.
1: Well, you know, the, uh, we're out in public so often, especially like at restaurants. Um, I, I think what I, one of the things I, I try to do is be extra nice to any waitress, waiter, bartender, uh, door person, any of that. Um, seems like a lot of times people kind of take them for granted or think that, well, I'm paying for this meal or I'm going to tip, that that means that somehow uh, you you have to do everything I say or something uh, yeah, and, and especially here at the holidays uh, you know if you go out for something just, just maybe try to be a little nicer kinder maybe maybe just uh, you know if, if they're not super busy and you can kind of look around and see if they're if someone's crazy busy or not uh, you know just ask them how's your day going or hey hey, you know uh, do you, like, you, you ready for Christmas do you like Christmas you going somewhere and uh, you know it's it's a small thing that really doesn't take any effort I mean you're there and unless you're you know uh unless you're super busy or working on something or with a a client or colleague or maybe you need to you're there with your wife or someone that you have to you're working on something you know it didn't, it just takes a second and you know even just say thank you at the end of it thank you I appreciate it have a nice day or something like that um uh, it it really does take a second and and like with your story about the farmer um that is a great thing. You know, the, the, the thing of value was there. He just wasn't able, he didn't know how to get it and to, and to monetize it, how to, how to make it, how to show everyone else how valuable what he had was. And, and I think, I think we're, we're all in need of that at times.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. And, and you're right, and folks, you hear me talk every single week about that little bit, doing that little extra, taking that time to, because time is the most sacred commodity. And the fact that you're given, basically when you give somebody your time, you're giving them part of your life. So, But that part of your life could be helping save their life. We never know the battles that other folks are facing. You know, it's the old saying, I thought I had it bad because I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet, right? And we don't know that. And uh, But oftentimes, we're like you said, you're quick to judge, but it doesn't take a little extra. That little extra to say, hey, how's your day today? And I promise you, you do that. The waitress or waiter is going to stop and, like, look at you like you have three heads. Like, you care about me? Well, you say, well, I really don't care about them. I don't want to be a fake. Why not? They're a human being just like you are. Be nice. And here's the thing about being nice. You give the gift, like we give gifts at uh, holidays and Christmas and birthdays. When you give somebody a gift and they accept that gift, how does that make you feel? Boom! Yes! That's awesome. And that's obviously the gift of giving. And as Zig talks about my favorite quote that I share... (laughs) Probably every podcast, definitely every speech. How do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. Helping them become their best. Helping them feel special. Helping them feel important. Helping them feel like they've got a purpose in life. Because once again, we never know the battles others are fighting. Good stuff, Mark. Thank you. That was fantastic. The um, The next point I want to bring up is, uh, and this is one I actually just filmed a video blog on. So folks listening, if you haven't subscribed to the Kickin' Life with Master Grogan Facebook page, or on Instagram, life underscore Master Grogan. You know, Make sure you subscribe to those. Uh, the, the numbers continue to grow, so thank you so very much. Uh, my promise to you, I'm going to give you everything I've got. Every single day is going to start off with something inspirational, motivational. I'm going to lay my heart out there. And, yeah, uh, in the past, I was a little afraid to lay the heart out there because there's a lot of people out there that got the flay knives out. They want to cut that baby up and slice it and dice it in julienne fries, right? <laughs> but my thing is now that's on them. I'm going to do that because I know there's a number of people that need to hear this message. And I'm going to continue to say I love you because I do. The fact that you spent part of your life listening to me, part of your time you're never giving back, I'm going to give you all I've got. So, this next point is the need to be right and the price we pay for willing, or uh, yeah, the price we pay, what price are we willing to pay to be right, to prove our point? And are you getting your money's worth? Are you getting a good return on your investment? Are you getting good value out of the priceless commodity time that you just spent? Now, of course, if you ask anybody to do something, the number one excuse is, I don't have time. Well, I'd love to work out, but I don't have time. I'd love to do this, but I don't have time. Well, that goes to show you how sacred time is. It seems like when it comes time to pay bills, we never have enough money for that. But we can always make more money. But We can never make more time, ever make more time. So my point here is, what is the price of time to you and your willingness to give that time to be right about something. you probably got your head spinning, right? Well, being a fighter my whole life, being a smaller person, I never like to be wrong. And most people don't like to be wrong. And if you watch anything on social media, everyone's an expert on social media. If you don't believe me, just ask somebody. <laughs> Everybody's got all the answers. Well, social media is also, oh, I don't know, it will suck you in. If you post something, and I've done this, I've done it more times than I'd like to admit. You post something, and you believe in your heart, that's what I believe, that's right, and somebody contradicts what you say and blasts you with something negative, what are you going to end up doing, Mark?
1: Most likely, you're going to get negative also and attack and and go low and and waste your time. Frankly, uh, um, I don't know that you could convince some of those people um, that the sky is blue and some there are a lot of people out there they're called trolls, and everybody's familiar with that or most people are familiar with that term. They're just looking to poke you to uh you know to aggravate you or to make your day bad or to make you the kind of person that uh, you know goes kicks the dog or whatever and um you, you don't need it i mean it's the, the 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 greatest thing about time to me is that regardless if you're the richest person in the world, the Bill Gates the jeff Bezos the Warren Buffetts. It, it doesn't matter. They can't buy any more time. So if we're each given the exact amount of time, depending on how much time you need for sleep, which is important and it varies. Some people claim they can go with three or four hours. I, I find that very hard to believe, but so say it's six, seven, or eight. The rest of your day is your time. You get to choose what is important to you. And even if you have to maybe put it on a piece of paper and, and, Put it from 1 to 3, 1 to 5, or 1 to 10. Like, what is the most important thing to me? A lot of people, most of the time when anyone's asked, what's the most valuable thing or Thanksgiving, what, what is it? And they all say it's family. Well, if that's true, if you believe that, then put that as your number one and then make that your priority. You know, I'm going to take my kids to school. I'm going to do homework with them. I'm going to play catch with them. I'm going to watch TV or movie or we're going we're gonna to do this together as a family and, and be there, you know?
0: Oh, that's fantastic. What do you think there folks? The good stuff. Yeah, I can hear you applauding. Good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Well said, Mark. Absolutely right. We never have enough time, but yet we always seem to have time for th- <laughs> things that are important or usually, eh, I shouldn't say usually, That's kind of being judgmental. I'm trying to catch myself, folks. Every time I say something that could be judgmental, I'm going to back off because, you know, the only thing I should do is judge myself being a better person today than I was yesterday. But oftentimes, I know I'm guilty of this, you spend time, your priorities are out of whack, what you spend time on. And as Mark just alluded to, family's number one, and we all say it is, that should get the majority of your time. But of course, you're going to have somebody say, well, yeah, but I got to work in order to support that family. Well, sure you do. I, I get that. But if you're, you work an average of 40 hours a week, if you get your eight hours of sleep um, a, a night, eight times seven is 56. So what is that? I'm carrying my numbers, 90, 40, 96. Is that 96? Is that right? 56 and 40, 96. Well, there's 168 hours in a week. What are you doing the rest of the time?
1: Well, and and what I would suggest, you know, a lot of the money experts, you know, they say, look, write down every expense or now with the phone. Just look at them or or do this. I I would suggest maybe doing a time log where, you know, you try to write down on a daily basis what you're doing or where you're at. And that doesn't take a lot of time. If you're at work from 9 to 5, then just write work 9 to 5. But then the rest of it, like, well, I got up at this time or I, you know, I, I did this or I watched, uh, you know, I watched TV for two hours. And so when when people say that to me, it it really is kind of infuriating because you really do have time, especially like on your list of 10, if it's like me, I'm the most important thing. I'm number one. I, I am important. Well, okay, then, you know, why, why can't you do a little workout or why can't you? Whatever it is you don't feel like you have, you know, here it is. We're coming up on the first of the year, and everybody makes a New Year's resolution. <laughs> um, usually it's the same one as last year, the non-smoking, the lose weight, the go-to-the-gym. For me, the go-to-the-gym one, uh, it, it's pretty easy. You know, like if you pregame or you plan, like, okay, well, I have to get up at this time. Some people get up early, and and, they're, and they feel great. Well, that may be your time to go to the gym. Um, a lot of the experts claim that you could actually get a lot by going without having any food or drinks other than water, and that does include coffee. Go to the gym, and, and if you, you might have you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Get warmed up. Do, your, do the best you can and leave on your schedule. Go home, shower, eat breakfast, and go to work and kick some butt. Come home, and, and I guarantee after a short period of time, you're, you're going to have more energy in the evening time because you're, 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 you're moving, you're
0: doing stuff. Yeah, and as Tony Robbins talks about, uh, physiology is the number one thing to get that body moving. An item in motion, uh, the law of inertia, right? Once an item's in motion, it tends to stay in motion. Once an item's at rest, it tends to stay at rest. And we are no different. But as Mark alluded to, you got to plan it out. And there's an old saying, we've all heard it, you've heard me say it countless times, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. No other way to, I mean, no other way to say it.
1: Well, it's, it, it, you're exactly right, Rich. It's like, you know, anyone that has Netflix, you, you, you're you like, oh, hey, I got 30 minutes or an hour, and I want to watch a couple of old episodes of The Office, which me and my wife Laura are doing currently, or, you, or whatever it may be. The next thing you know, they're asking you, are you still watching? And you're like, oh, my gosh, we've watched four or five <laughs> episodes in a row. And it's like, you know, Netflix is worried about you because you've sat for so long. And uh, it's just, it's amazing, you know, and a lot of times the people will do the same thing on their, on their phone or iPad or whatever, tablet, they'll start looking at something and the next thing you know, an hour and a half is gone and they're like, what the heck I was watching, I started off doing work and now I'm watching cat videos, what, what, a, what <laughs> that happened?
0: No, you're exactly right. <laughs> That's just kind of funny you bring it up, because yeah, it, it, it happens, uh, you know, the, I've got I got the new iPhone 10s and or x or y I don't know what the heck it is but anyway I needed a new phone cuz I had to have one 4 years or something so but it's got a uh, timer thing I can set for Facebook and Instagram so I set it for 20 minutes a day now on the onset, thinking, and man I don't know it's 20 minutes looking at this stuff 20 minutes goes by in a hurry now there's a cheater on there you can ignore it and get an extra 15 minutes which I've done quite a bit but it gives you a weekly analysis of how much time you spend on social media and you look at that and you're like oh my gosh Well, like you said, Mark, uh, the series of the offices, four episodes, I guess it's probably two hours, went by in a snap, and you didn't even realize it. And that's how time does. And then that's why, unfortunately, most folks don't have time, because they haven't planned and scheduled their time out.
1: Uh, One suggestion, you know, like if somebody does spend, if they know on a daily basis, either just from doing it, or if they did happen to do a log or write down what they do in a day, I spend 30 minutes a day doing emails. Then, then, you know, you could maybe get on an elliptical or a bike or something like that or a treadmill, depending on who you are or where you are. But, you, you know, you can also do those things at your house. If you're like, well, by the time I drive to the gym and by the time I get on a piece of equipment and do this that, and the other, it's like, okay, well, look around. Do you have space? Check your finances. You know, am I able to am I able to afford a, an exercise bike or elliptical? And if so, you know, you can get out of bed and, and get on there for, you know, they have a 14-minute workout where you basically warm up and you do like a minute as quick as you can and then a minute slow and a minute quick and a minute slow. They call that high intensity training, hit training. And it it doesn't sound like much, but you only have to give 14 minutes. So if it's at your house, I think most people have 14 minutes in a day. You could either get up 14 minutes earlier or cut out 14 minutes of baloney or unnecessary of the office. Of that, <laughs> of, of, of
0: of Don't of, cut that time.
1: Of, of all of <laughs> Of of all of all those things that you know, I I think people would be shocked. Kind of like when you looked at a if if someone followed you around that you paid. Obviously, not a stranger. That would be weird. But if you if you paid someone and said, "I want you to write down everything I spend money on," I think you would be shocked. You would be dumbfounded at the end of a week or a month, and you're like, "I spend how much on that?" I. I bought that many
0: Starbucks, uh, it,
1: it, it, it could be anything, even like you could be like shocked. Like I, I spent how much at lunch in the last month I I bought this, I bought that, I, how many times, you know, it, it could be something simple and then, but once you see the numbers or once you're aware of it, then I think it's, it's more helpful. It, it's, it's motivating it, it for some people, it might be a good thing or some people, it might be the negative or the fear of like, I spent this much time doing this or. You no, know, and everybody, you know, a hobby or something you love to do, is, is. I'm not talking about that kind of time. I'm just talking about stuff where you're really just completely wasting it. Like, you know, just the, the TV and the phone seem to be the ones that are getting most people today.
0: Well, and as we said, that's a great point, Mark. If have someone to follow you around and not only track your spending, but track your spending of time and how you're spending that. And I, I know personally that I would be embarrassed. Uh, I, I try and stay as efficient as I can, but I got a lot of lag time in there. Um, I told, and I, I use this example at countless speeches, that there's 86,400 seconds in a day. And if, at the beginning of the day, you would convert those seconds into dollars. So now you suddenly have $86,400, but you have to pay for every single second of every single day, or of that day. Now, a lot of folks would say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll save it, I'll save that. Well, yes, if you had real money, you could save it. Once again, you can't save time. It's the only thing you can't save, and the only thing you can't. Reproduce. It is what it is. So at the end of your day, you have now gotten rid of, paid for $86,400 of what? And if you're not happy with what you paid for, if your return on investment isn't what you were wanting, only you can change that. The problem is we get stuck in a routine or stuck in a pattern, or stuck in a habit. It's kind of like the devil we know is much, much more comfortable than the devil we don't. Meaning, I'm comfortable here. Because, yeah, I should be doing more. Yeah, I want to get more out of my day. Yeah, I want to be getting more out of my time. But the unknown is scary. And I would rather just be here. And As Tony Robbins talked, uh, mentions all the time, until your, your, your current pain becomes so unbearable, you're going to live with it. But once it hits that point of unbearability, then you're going to move on. My whole thing is, and what Mark's trying to say is, don't wait to get so painful. Take those little steps. It's not easy. Nothing in life is easy. And get rid of the excuses. You know, at the academy we talk about, uh, excuses are solutions. Excuses produce more excuses. Well, I couldn't. I didn't have enough time. I didn't feel like it. Well, here's the right hook of reality. Bang. You're never going to have the time if you don't plan it. You're never going to feel like it because most of the time you just don't. You know, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm tired. Well, you keep planting those seeds in your mind. And the more you plant them, the more they're going to be there on the surface. And you, go, you know what? I'm going to the gym today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. You know but you know what? I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight. I'm going to get up in the morning and go to the gym. Yes, I am. And you're committed, man. You're in it. You're in it to win it. What happens? The next day comes along. Oh, I'm really tired. Oh, I didn't sleep well. Oh, you know what? I merely meant to start today, but I'm going to go ahead and start tomorrow. That's what I'll do. And that's what the rain does. It kills that idea. And what happens tomorrow? The same thing. So we got to have commitment. Easier said than done. Here's another Zig Ziglar one. Mark, you'll love this. He said, most folks, when it goes to change something, something new, uh, an exercise program or a new job or to start reading, to start spending more time with their kids, something that's going to be beneficial toward them, their commitment level, and this is uh, from Zig Ziglar. is like a kamikaze pilot on his 39th mission. (laughs) That's not a lot of commitment, (laughs) a kamikaze pilot on his 39th mission. So uh, you know what? This is the one. This is the one I'm going to do it. Obviously, it's kind of a crazy example when I heard that I had to write that down. So I'll say it again, folks. (laughs) Unfortunately, a lot of times our commitment is like a kamikaze pilot on their 39th mission. That's not very committed. right? Be committed. Now, I'm not saying be committed and be a kamikaze pilot, but I am saying be committed at what you're doing because you know it's going to help you. Easier said than done?
1: Oh, definitely. Well, you know, the thing, speaking directly to anyone who is wanting to get in better shape or start the gym or lose weight, which... Once again, at the beginning of the year, that's where everyone seems like they go. But you know, just pregame. You know, the, the the you know on your day off or when you have downtime, just look at your weekly schedule and say, is it easier for me in the morning, or perhaps is there a gym at my work, or is there a gym near my work? Would lunchtime work for me, or right after? You know, what what's what fits in and what goes better. And and if you're like, hey, I'm in, I'm in, I'm young and I'm in good shape. Okay, well maybe you only need you know two or three or four short trips to the gym say oh, okay well you know for me it works out well I'll do uh Tuesday morning Thursday afternoon and Saturday morning okay that's all you need you know uh depending on your your personal situation and uh and and you can obviously adapt from there if you're like hey I need I need way more than that you can do it or some people can get in a ton of exercise you know that's the thing like a lot of people say well I hate lifting weights and I hate going to the gym it's like well, did you grow up playing any games? And they're like, oh, yeah, basketball. I love basketball. It's like, okay, well, you have a hoop in your driveway and you have a basketball. You know, it's like go out there and have fun. And, you know, like most of the time, anyone that's played basketball, even for 5, 10, 15 minutes, you're sweating, right? Because you're working, you're doing stuff, but you're also having fun. If you can can find a way to to get the fun into your fitness, I mean, I think that's going to be a large part of the battle.
0: No, it's fantastic, and and you're exactly right. And the unfortunate part is it gets back to the, I guess, the devil you know. It's going to kill the idea of you getting out of your comfort zone, doing something different, something you don't know about or something you may feel uncomfortable about. But you're right, any little thing. Get out there and shoot the basketball around. It's something. And once again, the law of inertia, once an item's in motion, it tends to stay in motion. And the side effects, and you hear side effects, we automatically think of negativity, right? Well, you take this pill to cure your backache, but yet the side effects are this, 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 and this. Well, the positive side effects of exercise are limitless. You feel better. You've got more energy. You're more clear. Your mind's working better. You're going to sleep better because now you're tired. It's just endless, your interactions with your kids, because obviously the different chemicals in your brain that are released. And the one chemical, and you hear me talk about a lot, folks, cortisol, which is your stress chemical, which unfortunately is a chemical that most of us live with constantly. And it's meant to flush in and flush out. Cortisol is that fight or flight. You know, if you're old days in the jungle there and you're walking by and a saber-toothed tiger jumps out to eat you, your body's flooded with cortisol. And what cortisol does is it shuts down the majority of your, your other functions of the body, like your immune system shuts down, uh, your hair growth shuts down, your digestive system shuts down, all these things shut down. So you have now got superpower to defend yourself against a saber-toothed tiger. Well, we don't have saber tooth tigers jumping out of the woods at us now. We're a little more modernized. However, what we do have is the stress that comes from that phone we carry around, the stress from social media, the stress from uh, traffic, or any other number of things. That's the, the tiger nowadays. But the thing is, it's not being flushed out. So, as I mentioned, if cortisol is pumping through your veins and your immune system shut down, well, obviously you're going to be more susceptible to getting sick. If your digestive tract is shut down, well, your digestive system isn't working. You're getting all balled up and backed up. So you don't feel good now. You got a stomach ache. That's going to cause even more stress. Well, getting out, moving around, doing some exercise. It's going to it's going to flush. That's the only way, by the way, to flush cortisol out of your body is through physical activity. Flush that out, and you'll feel like oh, an enlightened state. It, it's amazing, but it's the facts, the facts, the facts. And uh, when when you start flushing those out, you start triggering other things like serotonin and oxytocin and, and dopamine and. Um, uh, oh, what's the runner's high? Um, endorphins. endorphins. Yes, I always forget that. And that's the easiest one that everybody knows. Nobody knows this other stuff. I'm saying, but endorphins. I don't want to forget that one. I think because I had that one and I worked so hard to memorize the other ones that I forgot it. But yeah, those chemicals pump through, and you get that runner's high, man. You're feeling good, and that carries over. Now, of course, you may have some people say, "Yeah, but I'm going to be sore the next day." Well, here's the thing, especially with us men, we're knuckleheads. We remember how it was, and we want it to be like that now. Even though it may have been 20 years since we shot a basketball, we're determined we're going to slam dunk that thing. (laughs) Take it easy. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps to get back into it. Because if you hurt yourself, then you're never going to continue with it.
1: Another thing that I think seems to help a lot of people, if you can find a workout partner, it may be a stranger that just happens to be at the gym, and say you get there at 6 a.m. or whatever, 3 in the afternoon, or at prime time, and they get there, and and you guys seem like you use the same weights or whatever. Even the fact that they're there at the same time. If you make a commitment to a stranger that, hey, I'm going to be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at five thirty. If I tell Rich that, and at five o'clock I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go home. I just, I just want to take a shower and eat dinner and watch TV and I'll do it tomorrow and such. <laughs> but but if i know that i've told rich i'm going to yep. be there and we've got we're going to do chest and biceps today i'm like hey you know i'm i'm going to go there i want i want to do that you know and and if you happen to if you happen to be able to find someone who's the the same strength as you you can compete with them on the reps or if you find someone who's a lot stronger than you you can just kind of learn from them or you know maybe at some point if it it might be your child or someone like that or your wife or your mom or dad or something and 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 they need to get moving on maybe do circuits or something like that, you can uh, you can you can really help them out with some with some simple basic stuff.
0: No, that's that's fantastic point. And you're you're that's the beauty about accountability partner. And so I've got several through. Um, well, Chris Widener is one of mine, and then I've got another one, another one through uh, the Tony Robbins, and then I've got inside the Mastermind groups. And these accountability partners, you may let yourself down, but chances are you're not going to let the accountability partner down. You're not going to feel bad. Because you're like, you can talk yourself out of it, but you don't want to have the embarrassment of having to explain to that person why you didn't show up. You're exactly right. So we have um, kind of derailed a little bit, but that's all right. You know what? I'm enjoying this conversation. So, folks, I know I'd uh, I would mentioned we was going to kind of dedicate the episode to Zig Ziglar. I'm going to tease you a little bit. We're going to keep talking about what we're talking about with the essence of time because I really think you're getting some valuable golden nuggets out of this that you can really apply to your life. And in the meantime, you can... Uh, you can do your own Google search. There you go for Zig Ziglar. I'm still going to go through a handful of them here, but we're kind of getting close on the time there, and I really like the conversation Mark and I are having, and like I mentioned, I think you know, you're, you're, you're grabbing a lot of golden nuggets and gems out of this on things you can actually apply and use starting right now. Because uh, What's the old saying about the tree? Best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. Put that seed in the ground. That's how it starts, and Mark's giving you some great golden nuggets.
1: Well, I just want to apologize to the listeners. Uh, I guess the good news is you might be able to do that on a future broadcast. So you know,
0: they're they're happy to hear it, all the different insights and this and that. I just no no don't don't worry about that, listeners. I, I love you and I mean that. Uh, but you got some gold nuggets here. We will do this on another one. And Mark, I know this is kind of first time you've been with me here. I always have pages and pages and pages of notes. So I've always <laughs> more than enough.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I, I will be extremely interested to see if if any of your listeners. Um, you know, if if you need some help with the New Year's resolutions or any of those kind of things, reach out to Rich. I mean, uh, he's a wonderful person. Uh, and and if you know if you're looking for something for your children, uh, he does have a karate studio. Which they work hard on discipline. They do a lot of physical activity. They're 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 taught manners. And, and there's no, uh, they're they're obviously not allowed to touch their cell phone for that time they're there. And it may not sound like a lot, but I think all of those things are very positive for children. But if any of your listeners have it, you know, hopefully they'll they'll shoot you a line and say, Hey, look, I well, this year again I am looking to join a gym or I want to do a workout at my house. How do I do this or what's that or, or whatever it may be, send Rich something and, and 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 he can help you, you know? Uh uh you're not in this alone and uh you know, a lot of times just a little a little something simple or sometimes things are so obvious to other people and you're like, doggone it, why didn't I I didn't think of that or Oh well, that's how I didn't know you know I didn't know that was an option you know, so uh, but yeah that hopefully they'll send you some questions or comments and uh, and uh, and you know go from there.
0: I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. And uh, that was on his own, folks. I'm not in here twisting his arm or anything. Mark's a big guy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, now thank you very much, Mark. That really means a lot. And folks, you hear me talk about uh, kind of our mission, our purpose, our why, if you will, making society a better place to live, happier, healthier, and safer because. When people are happier, they're, I mean, when people are healthier, they tend to be happier, right? Yeah. Well, happy, healthy people get along better in society. Happy, healthy people aren't provoking bullying. They're not being mean. They're helping others because they feel good about themselves. And happy, healthy people aren't shooting up schools either. So that's our whole thing, making it happier, healthier, and safer society. The little things we do, manners, discipline, respect, honor, and integrity, all those core values working together. It all starts with us, you know, once again. I, I've. I don't know, for the longest time tried to change the world. But uh, Desi's been very supportive, and all my mentors like, look, that's a great ambition, that's a great goal, but you're not changing the world. What you can do is change yourself from the inside out and change that self-image, that healthy self-image, and then project that on others. And if they choose to want to do that, they will. If they don't, they won't, and it's as simple as that. But it gets back to the time issue. You spend so much time trying to change someone that is unwilling to change because we don't have the time to do it, and you're wasting that time, or you're neglecting the thousands and millions of people that would really love to hear your message. We would really love to benefit from your message. So that's another part about trying to be selective on what you spend your time on, because you only got so much of it. And then Mark did a great job of kind of pointing out, if you look at the little things, like he and Laura uh, sat down just to watch an episode of of The Office, and before you know it, two hours have gone by. That doesn't mean you know Mark's a bad person. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Because I'm sure we're all in this together. We've all done it at some point in time. So here's the deal. That's kind of like a mess up. We all screw up. Okay, you screwed up. Just don't do it again. And if you do it again, say, hey, come on, I was going to do a better job with that. And start winging it down. And trying to go cold turkey probably isn't the answer. But little bitty baby steps along the way. And Mark also mentioned getting an accountability partner. Yeah, that's fantastic. It can be anybody. But once again, and I think a big thing, and I wrote an article not too long ago, it was ego versus humility. And I know us men, uh, ego is always the the front runner here. We uh, we got to make an excuse why it didn't happen. We got to save face why it didn't happen. We got to be macho about why it didn't happen. If We would be more humble about it. We would see more progress in life. And uh, Zig Ziglar mentioned ego is an acronym for edging God out. So it's like, hey God, I got this thing. I don't need your help. We all need God's help. Good stuff. Wow, folks. What do you think there? And as Mark uh, mentioned, definitely if you haven't. Like, once again, subscribe to our Kicking Life with Master Grogan Facebook page, or Kicking Life underscore Master Grogan is the uh, Instagram account. And that baby's growing and growing and growing, which is fantastic. I just kind of dove into the Instagram market there. Um, the, the analysis or projections or whatever that you call those things are saying that Instagram is going to have over a billion followers by the end of the year. Now, Facebook is still the top dog, but Instagram's getting more because it's all about more or less just pictures and photos and positivity. And less about you know political stuff, and less about all the ugly you know your Facebook feeds filled with people going back and forth on saying who's right and who's wrong. You don't get a lot of that on Instagram. You you had the option to do it, but it's not there for everybody to kind of see and go back and forth. That's what's fantastic about that. Gosh darn, Mark, we've been going at almost forty-five minutes now. Good stuff. You believe that time flies?
1: I was just gonna say, uh, uh, it feels like we just started. Uh, once again, I want to sincerely thank you for allowing me to come on your podcast. I appreciate it, um, and this is a neat experience.
0: Awesome, buddy. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we, we've got a lot more to talk about, so we'll have to have you on the, another show, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of write out that show accordingly. <laughs> and But I'm definitely happy that you took time out of your day to be here and bless the listeners with your knowledge and wisdom, those golden nuggets that you've given, which, once again, folks, doesn't matter what you hear from me, hear from Mark, or hear from anybody else. It's what you do with that knowledge. And uh, a lot of people say knowledge will give you power. I disagree with that. It's what you do with that knowledge that creates the power. So you can have, uh, just like this farmer, he had uh, the oil right there. So he essentially had the power to change his life at any given time. But he didn't know what to do with it. He didn't know how to deal anything with it. It took somebody else to bring it out. So that's the thing. If you've got it, surround yourself with good people that are going to bring that out of you. Or just dig deep inside yourself and know that you're better than that. Know you can do your very, very best and believe in yourself. But you got to do something with the knowledge you get. All right. Well, um, Mark, let me bust through a few of these real quick, zigzag quotes, because that's what I promised uh, our, our folks. But, man, I think they got far more. They can listen to me talk anytime. The fact that you took time out of your day to come in and share some gems with them is outstanding. So I'm just going to skim through a few of these real quick. Um uh, one of uh, I say one of my personal favorites. They're all pretty pretty much my personal favorites. This gets along to the point we've been talking about the whole show. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Everybody's like, well, when I have enough time, when the stars align, when my kids get older, when, 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 that wins never going to happen, folks. There's always going to be something that takes up your time. So start it now, little baby steps. Another one I use quite a bit, uh, and Zig was very good about saying this one. People often say motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. <laughs> you bathe daily because you want to cleanse your body. You need to have motivation, inspiration uh, put into your mind because you need to cleanse all that negativity out of there as well. So motivation doesn't last. No, it doesn't. Well, neither is bathing. Do, do it daily. Let's see. I'll look on down the list here. And let's see. Oh, that's another good one, Mark. You'll like this. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. What does that mean? Well, that gets back to Mark's point about the New Year's resolutions, right? You, you took the first step by writing them down, which is fantastic. And I, I read a survey not too long ago that only 3% of uh, the population actually writes down their New Year's resolutions.
1: 3%. Rarely do you get an opportunity to be part of the top 3%. So, you know, try it. Do it. You know, just be part of the top 3%. I mean, that, that, that's an awesome group to be part of.
0: Write them down. And then, of course, you've got to take action on it. But uh, the survey went on to say that the 3% that wrote down their goals and actually pursued them and moved forward, which is an even smaller percentage of that 3%, accomplished and achieved more than the other 97%, 98% combined because they had a direction. Sort of like you're talking about, run the day. Don't let the day run you. you got a plan of action for the day.
1: When you put it on paper, it really does seem more real, you know, when you, when you take time to organize it and or edit it.
0: Another one here, you never know uh, when a moment And a few sincere words can have a dramatic impact on a life. It's like we were talking about earlier, those little bitty things. Everybody's wearing that sign. Make me feel special. You know, just give somebody a smile. We never know the battles they're facing. And those little things could change a life at any given time. Uh, Oh, this this is a right hook reality from Zeke. Uh, Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Some people find fault like there's a reward for it. always finding what's wrong you know what you look for what's the bible say what you look for you'll surely find moving on we got a couple more for you folks and we'll get uh we'll close this thing up attitude not aptitude determines your altitude that's good the greatest mistake is doing nothing because you think you can only do a little wow the greatest of all mistakes is doing nothing because you think you can only do a little that's a good one i've only read that one a couple of times that's why it's uh, kind of boom Uh, let's see last one i'm gonna give you here motivation gets you going and habit gets you there we talked about that motivation yeah it's it's all psyched up and jacked up the night before but then the next day comes along and then i don't feel like doing it i'm too tired you know i didn't sleep very well last night oh i got a long day today the laundry list of excuses start mounting and what happens nothing you don't do what you would plan on doing Good stuff. Well, Mark, one, one other one that, that wasn't on the top list, and it's not really a quote, but uh, Zig Ziglar would talk about this a lot. Unfortunately, most people go through life one of two, or you can go through life one of two ways. Unfortunately, most people go through it on the other side. They go through life being a wondering generality instead of a meaningful specific. Meaning, meaning, what does that mean? You, you have got a gift from God that nobody else has. That is your meaningful specificness, if you will. Go through life like that. Stand out from the crowd as opposed to a wondering generality, just wandering around, being general because it's easier because that's what the 97% are doing. That's what everybody's doing. Step out. And you can step out by writing down your New Year's resolutions. And some folks uh, often, when I ask people, hey, did you write down your New Year's resolutions? You know what the number one answer they give, Mark? Why they don't? Eh, I won't do them anyway, so why write them down? It's kind of defeated already, isn't it?
1: yeah i mean you you just you have to get started even if it's in a small way, and then just build on your own momentum you know uh you, you can when you you start seeing results it might be the way you look in a mirror it might it might be a scale and saying, Oh, I wanted to lose some weight, and you lost a couple of pounds. that's momentum that makes you feel good and you want to do more of that
0: oh absolutely, it's a little bit of things, like you said, yeah a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step one small step. Easier said than done, yes, but I want you to get rid of that excuse. Get rid of that. Get it out of there. Because too many times I'll hear that and say, oh, it's easy for you to say, but. No, I don't hear the but comma. You know, but and then a comma. It's sort of like, uh, Mark, I really like you, but. <laughs> it's everything that preceded the but comma. is a bunch of nonsense, and now I'm really going to tell you. So get rid of the but comma. Easy for you to say, but. You don't understand my life, but you don't understand what I'm going through. No, I don't. And I never will and nowhere where anybody else. And all I know is when you focus on complaining, focus on finding excuses, you're going to find more excuses, and you're going to find more people to complain with. Now, if that's what you want, that's fine. Man, that's so much more. And Mark shared so many great golden nuggets and tips with you on little bitty steps. And everybody can apply one little step. And then once again, well, one step isn't going to change my life. Oh, I beg to differ. And I'm going to challenge you here. You know, that first book I read from Zig Ziglar, Better Than Good, or I listened to the audiobook. That was six years ago. The past six years now, I've got over 300 books in my Audible account. Every single day I start off, you listen to something with YouTube, listen to a, a, one of the books in my Audible account, listen to something positive, motivational, a podcast, or I'm reading. So In the past six years, I've engulfed close to 500 books. That's listening to audio books and reading, uh, well, I guess, regular books. And this is from a guy who didn't know six years ago he could read, simply because I chose not to read. But little bitty steps. It started off with one. And then what happens? Then there's two. Then there's three. Then there's four. And uh, another one is Zig Ziglar's Quotes, and I'll leave you with this one, folks. It says, rich people have small TVs and big libraries. Poor people have small libraries and big TVs. Wow. Wow. I guess I don't know what it is if you have both. <laughs> but his whole thing is what you spend your time on. That's what he was getting across. Well, Mark, any closing remarks for our listeners out there? Any last-minute thoughts? Any gold nuggets you want to send them away with? I just
1: want to challenge everyone listening to, to send in one thing that you want to improve in the next year. And and whatever that thing is, one suggestion, if you were going to tell your best friend in the world, they came to you and said, this is my problem or this is my goal for the next year, how would you get them started or what would you say to motivate them or to help them achieve their goal?
0: Fantastic. Folks, let's give Mark a hand. Thank you so much for today. He's... he's, he's. Oh, there he goes. Now he's got, it. we're in a padded room here.
1: <laughs> as well we should be. That's
0: good stuff. Well, folks, as always, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day. I love you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. That's why I do everything I can to bring you the best content, bring on the best guests, to share things to help you live your best kick in life. But once again, doesn't matter what Mark says, doesn't matter what I say, doesn't matter what you read or anybody else says, you have to be the one to do it. We believe in you. I want you to believe in yourself. As always, as Mark said, share share with us what your goals, what your challenges are, because there's something to be said about putting it on paper, something to be said about putting it out there. And a lot of people don't because, like, well, I don't want to put it out there because I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, put it out there and know that embarrassment's going to linger there, so it's going to push you and drive you to do it, and that's the only way to make real change. All right, everybody. Well, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. This is episode number 105, so it means we've got 104 other episodes coming your way, and we record two a week. We recorded the longer episode here that airs on Monday and a shorter episode, kind of a quick hit, quick uh, right hook of reality to help you live your best kick in life. That's on Fridays, and those are anywhere from 7 to 10 minutes. Share this with your friends. You can find us at Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast from, and you can find us online at kickin'lifepodcast.com, and of course the Facebook page, we've got Kickin' Life with Master Grogan, and we've also got Kickin' Life underscore Master Grogan on iTunes. No, not iTunes, I'm sorry, Instagram. I got my tunes and eyes and everything mixed up. All right, everybody. Well, until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.